Today's show is sponsored by Supreme Whiskey Stones, an LEO business specializing in the best whiskey accessories to protect and serve your favorite pours. From whiskey stones to customer laser etched glassware, they take pride in what they do and love making their customers happy. Check them out on Instagram at Supreme Whiskey Stones, at SupremeWhiskeyStones.com, or through the various military and first responder organizations they sponsor. Cheers. People are sending you more stuff than they send me. No, no, people are sending you stuff. It's just getting rejected because you have the worst FedEx driver known to man. True. <laughs> that is happening. Who Come gets on. Boston rounds confiscated? <laughs> Dan, you ever had two no. ounce or one ounce samples confiscated? No. I don't know a single person in Bourbon that has, oh man, they confiscated my Boston rounds. Somebody sent me three two ounce samples. They can't even slosh. How do you lose that? Hey, some days you're the pigeon, some days you're the statue. No, no, there's no some days, John. It's continuous. I, I, I would never have anything shipped to your house, ever. Well, I'm about to move in a week. New It'll FedEx be okay. Guy. New FedEx guy. Let's hope the FedEx person doesn't move with you. I am giving... It's going to shift. I am going to give some like Starbucks gift cards, some Amex gift cards, just put them out there and say, hey, just want to let you know, thank you for everything you do. Look, dude, whoever stole my Mr. Boston's vodka, come on, man, you could at least give me that package. My name is John Edwards, and with me is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Say hello to the folks, Zeke Baker. Hello, hello, hello. It's a very special day here on Dad's Drinking Bourbon because we have one of our favorite dads that drink bourbon. You know him. You love him. He is Dan the Bearded Dram. Dan, (laughs) thank you so much for being here. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. And might I say, it is awesome to have somebody that appreciates a beard more than a mustache. (laughs) That is something that I, you know, sitting across the table from me is this glorious beard. And I have to say, I really like looking at that a lot more than I like looking at Zeke's mustache. (laughs) Well, he also has a dapper haircut. He does. I, I'm jealous of his hair. <laughs> he's got like that salt and pepper hair. Like he still has it all on, on top, but he's got, yeah. he, he's not a silver fox. He's no, he's, just for men though. <laughs> We're all natural. Yeah. And, and even the beard, it's a nice salt and pepper beard. It's like a man who says, I've lived a good life. It's like if Sam Elliott had a beard instead of just the mustache. I'll take it. He would have Dan's beard. <laughs> Bold words, John boy. Bold <laughs> words. I'm just trying to let the people see what I'm seeing right now and the That's gloriousness. Beautiful. Hey, I, I appreciate it. You know, most folks think that the, the, the Barrels and Brews crew is a, a two-headed monster, but truly it's a three-headed monster, and we're going to show that to all the people here. Yeah, I love those guys. I love supporting them. It's it's been a fun ride so far, and I can't wait for the next step. I just can't wait for the store to open. I know, I'm dying. <laughs> I'm ready. It's it's great. It looks great. James and Justin have been busting their tails the past few weeks, getting everything ready, uh, getting everything set up. It's got a great ambiance. The construction is uh, really nice, but at the same time, all that's going to be available: beer, wine, 
really good barrel picks. Uh, it's liquor. Good. Liquor. Yeah, it's you a know, liquor. It's going store. to be a liquor store that you can go get liquor. The stuff you and want. Stuff. You want some Tito's vodka. They're yeah. going to have that there. You want some Wheatley vodka. You want some wine. Fireball. You, you want some. Uh, Huge fireball. Yeah. Huge fireball display right there in the front. You know, I heard they're getting like an end cap, a fireball end cap. Fireball barrel picks. You never know. <laughs> well, sky's the limit. Well, no, I mean, you want your spike seltzer. They're going to have that. <laughs> they're going to have everything there, but they are going to have some amazing barrel picks and some amazing beers. When you walk in there and you see what they're doing, they're going to have a tasting bar right when you first get in, but there is going to be another bar in the back where they can do some cooler stuff with some of the stuff they've picked. I mean, it looks like an actual bar in the middle of their store. And I think they had a great idea. I walked into it and got to help a little bit with it. They worked really hard on it. The shelves holding the, the, the bottles for the tasting area are half barrels and it's built to look like a rickhouse. Well, it's funny. I had walked in just to check on things, and it was right after they had cut the barrels. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, we just built this rickhouse back here, and mm-hmm. we're going to put the barrels there, and then we're going to put shelves in here. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, we just decided to do this a couple of hours ago. I'm like, it looks great. And then we had me test it because I climbed up on the thing, and, yeah. and we were trying to figure out if they had to bolt it to the wall in the ground. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I'm not knocking this thing over, then this <laughs> thing is, that thing is not my, that's right. I yeah. climbed all the way up to the top of that thing. And I'm like, if I'm not making it tip over, we're good. My biggest concern initially was just the walk space, but there's plenty of room to move around. And, you know, I'm looking at it from a different angle, but it's, I think it was a cool idea and it looks really good. Well, as a dad, I was thinking safety first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, is the kid going to climb on it and then this whole thing comes crashing down? So, Dan, I I have to say, before we get into what we are actually drinking today, which everybody already knows is Four Roses Small Batch Select because they can read the title of the episode, but you You have this... You have a lot of credit, people. I do. I I think, Zeke, unlike you, other people will actually read... (laughs) Like the text messages I send you that you don't read. Man, <laughs> this guy, Mr. Walk into a group thread. Hey, guys, what did I miss? Hey, I'm too <laughs> lame to read back three posts or whatever. It's been about three months since I've done that. But Dan, you made a blend, and it is a blend of all of the different Elijah Craig barrel proofs, right? For the past couple of years? 17 and 18 were the ones that came in the new bottling. Always testing, trying new ideas. Love Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Wanted to see what I could get around making. Started playing around with it. Actually went through A, B, and C, 17, A, B, and C, 18, trying to find my favorite one out of the six. What was it? I was torn between A, 18, and C, 18 for different reasons. But then I, I kind of went on a different angle and I did the two A's, the two B's, and the two C's. And while I'm a fan of the A's and C's, the two B's blended together was actually my favorite of the pairing. And then I just said, screw it, and took equal parts of all six, made this blend, and it's actually my favorite out of all six. And I think that's the thing that that really makes us love you, and, and <laughs> it's one of the reasons why we're all good friends, is you get as dorky on this stuff as we do, and we're oh, always yeah. trying to mix things up and figure it out. But I'll tell you, B917, that one whiskey of the year, it wasn't my favorite. 
I think it was a little premature, in my opinion. Back going back to when it actually happened, right after that, C came out. C came out, and I thought it was better. I absolutely agree with you. And C had a little bit higher proof. Mm-hmm. C was in the one thirties. It was good. It was a, a lot better. Well, it was yeah. funny too that seventeen got the praise, but I'm with you. I mean, I thought most of eighteen just good. Yeah, but for the most part. You could say all three 18s in one way or another beat all three 17s. Yes. And we did that in a blind mm-hmm. on a show a while back. Is, is we I think we only had A and B of 18 when we did it. We thought they beat out the 17s. But then if you think about it, it's like 18 was the year of McKenna, where 17 was the year of the Elijah Craig barrel proof. Yeah. And it, it kind of, you know, it moved and McKenna's been on that train for a couple of years now. But I think don't sleep on those Elijah Craig barrel proofs. No, and I, I have yet to try the 19, A19. A, I have A119. Well, the B's out now already, isn't it? It's, well, it's May, yeah. So it should be uh, B519. And, and that's the thing is that they started to trend towards higher proof. I haven't checked the specs on the A and B of this year, but still, huge fan. It's 12 years. I love the 12 years. Obviously, it's sitting in an old Big Red 12 handle bottle that I absolutely love. I've been a huge fan of it for years. And those squats, right? I mean, I think everybody goes back to the squats, and the 134 proof was my favorite out Mm -hmm. of those old barrel-proof squats. But everybody gravitates towards those and says those were the best once they changed the bottle type for some reason. And it's totally something we were talking about before we actually started recording a placebo effect and how people's minds actually shape what they're going to think about the bourbon. It's like your prejudice against things before it even happens. But right. that bottle shape, people were like, oh, well, that's not as good as the old bottle. I mean, it's like when people were actually trying to figure out if OWA, old label or new label, had anything to do with the taste in the bottle. Right. And, you know, we could talk for days about different theories about modern releases versus just a few years ago. And I'm doing some research on some of that too. But, you know, you fall in love with something with a certain bottle style and that kind of is, it reminds you of home. It reminds you of something that you're familiar with. At the same time, I like the 94. It's eight to 12 years, blended, small batch. But there are some great picks coming out of that. Was the Bourbon Crusaders did a 10 and 11 year? The Deedsville? Yeah. Yeah. Those are good. Those are really good. Um, the Collins Bar at Birmingham, they did a great one. I was really impressed with that. There's just, and we could go on and on, but there's still some really good juice coming out of there, whereas other small batch or single barrel picks that are going on seems to be kind of sloughing off as far as the quality or the depth or what we were used to several years ago. Or the age has slipped Slipped a, a tad. Well, that is the, the, whoever's blending it may have changed hands. You know, we always get notifications of like, hey, this master distiller is no longer at so-and-so or this person is going here. But yeah, you, you never get a, an email blast going, by the way, the person that was blending these, yeah, they're not there anymore. So good luck. Well, and, and to be fair, you know, we lost Parker and then Craig and then... We've gone through multiple at Heaven Hill Master Distillers, but we're fairly certain we're still seeing some consistency out of them that I'm really impressed with. Which I kind of find it funny because you are wearing an Elijah Craig vest, which you are known to do. But (laughs) ironically, we didn't call each other before we showed up. I am wearing a Heaven Hill shirt today. (laughs) So 
we are uh, giving an ode to Heaven Hill for for a minute. But the, I, I don't know. I it's one of those things. Those Elijah Craig's just the thirty dollar small batch. Mm-hmm. I love them as a daily drinker. Yeah. I mean, the only downside is it's gone the next day. Yeah, that's right. Don't and I wish quick. my daily drinker was more like at fifteen <laughs> to twenty bucks rather than yeah. thirty bucks. But which, unfortunately, the six-year bottle and bond is going the way of the dodo. Yeah, but you know, especially for picks too, like those Elijah Craig picks, they they're good. But mm-hmm. you can move through one really quick, and when it's a pick, well, you're yep. not getting another one. Right. Oh well. <laughs> whatever you whatever you bought is what you got. Yeah. That's why you got more of a tear in your eye a little bit or something. Well, when when you get those picks of Elijah Craig, you got to get three. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. one where you just get one or two. You got to get three because you're going to go through that first one pretty quick. You'll nurse the second one for a little bit, and then the third you'll be happy in about a year when you come back to it. Right. <laughs> That's my theory on it. The hoarder over here. Yeah. If it's still around, right? Yeah. Hey, when when my house is actually built in November, fingers crossed, you all can come and see what I've been hoarding. Yeah. Remind me about January to be a good quick summer <laughs> birthday party for me. If it's before February, I will be happy. <laughs> but no, I'll, I'll definitely, uh, I'll say this has a, a very interesting chocolate nougat over a peanut brittle that rivals some things that i've seen from across the street at heaven hill that seem to fetch a lot of coin Mm -hmm. (laughs) so were you just saying that he made himself something that could go for a thousand bucks on secondary (laughs) i I didn't say that by any means i just said i've i've drank a few of those as well thankfully in a in a blind i don't think this is going to come in last well that's the beauty of it we all have access to it, and no uh, hiding any secrets. It's equal parts, all six bottles, however you wish to do it. I did four ounces of each, put it in the handle bottle. Maybe it tastes a little better being in a big red 12 bottle, but I think, uh, <laughs> honestly, I think it's just, it's really fantastic. This is the second time I've done it, and I've got enough to do one more, and I'm still looking out for all those bottles that are still sitting on the shelf. Let me ask you, because you're one that's been known to experiment, and Zeke and I are really starting to get into experiment that we we were talking about this a little bit before about like you know having a what tinkering tinkering yeah we tinker <laughs> you know i bought some I, as you get older you tinker a little bit more every day <laughs> <laughs> you know i bought some beakers thinking i was gonna be all cool and like measure out what i was putting in my plans <laughs> And they're sitting in a box in storage because of the move. And I'm like, I can't wait to bring these out so I can actually tinker with the right tools. <laughs> but you're you're a man that likes to tinker. I remember last year you had tinkered and, and done all of the recipes of Four Roses. Mm-hmm. And what, what, what else are you working on? What do you like to do when you're actually doing that? Well, ultimately, I mean, one of the things that we love is getting to hang out with each other. And we're sharing bottles and sharing picks and talking about things that we've learned. One of the things that I love about what we're doing, we're working on our third one, the four roses, 10 recipes, single barrel picks, easy to get to. You don't have to be married to somebody's brother that is in the group. And we put them in brown bags. And what we've found over the past few times doing it is putting a B or an E just because there's a high rye and lower rye. And we go with through the five E recipes and try those rank them go through the b's try those rank them and then we pick like our first and second overall regardless of b or e 
and it's just fun and it's interesting to see what the results are but to do that to be completely blind to not know have some of the Carruthers or Barrels and Brews picks in there shows a transparency that we're saying we believe in the picks that we do we believe in what we're doing but we also want to get better and we go and pick Four Roses Barrels and if we have a better awareness of the recipes that they're putting out it makes us a little bit more sensitive to picking a barrel that's going to actually blossom after fresh crack and what we're looking for outside of that i love doing like i'm kind of got this thing going with several friends where we're grabbing a wild turkey 101 from 19 2019 all the way back to 1970 oh man and we want to just obviously you'd be dead by the time you got to 1970 if you did a couple ounces of each one but we're going to go through it and make notes and focus on where things changed uh, just analyze it and see what our thoughts are well and, i have some 84 and 85 mini decanters if you need rock anything. on yeah let's do it i mean it's no you know we've got i've got minis i've got handles i got 750s liters and it's nothing against to say that there's a certain year or current product is bad it's just we want to evaluate no that's awesome i mean i think when it comes to bourbon and whiskey it's like all we can do is keep evolving and and yes we a lot of us didn't go to college for chemistry degrees and we're not distillers but that doesn't mean as enthusiasts we can't learn and grow and try new things and refine our palate and that's just makes us stronger in the sense of figuring out what we like what we don't like what we gravitate to you know or especially with those b's and e's you know are you gravitating to a more floral thing or are you gravitating towards a little bit spicier you know what's that profile you really like right zeke and i've had this conversation multiple times where we go through and we we know our palate changes we know that what we're keen on is different than what we were keen on six months ago a year and there's nothing wrong with that again when people are starting out wanting to try new things oh is this a good one only you know that and that's why i constantly encourage like you know barrels and brews is actually going to have a tasting area where you can try different barrel picks but you're going to also have the opportunity to try some of the standard stock so you can evaluate do I really like Jim Beam or do I really like Four Roses? Do I like Wild Turkey? You know, you're going to be able to sit down and have an opportunity to try that. And that's a beautiful thing because we don't want to spend five grand on buying every bottle that we see, although some of us may be guilty of that. <laughs> we want to be able to have an opportunity to understand what it is. And that's where then it morphs into where we hang out, we get together, we share bottles, we share picks. We know where certain things are coming from, what's good, what's not as good, or what's spectacular. All three of us sitting here have different opinion on some of these bottles in front of us, but we're just, we're willing to share them and see where we're at. Well, the toughest question I think we get, and we get it a lot on social media, is tell me something that's good under 30 or 40. And I go, well, what do you like? Do you like spicy? Do you like sweet? Do you like a heavy finish? Do you like higher proof, lower proof? Do you like more malt? What What is it that you like? And a lot of people are like, I don't know. And I'm like, all right, well, you should have this, this, and this in a blind. 
and at least figure out where your foundation is and then build off of that. And then when you think you haven't, you know, when you think you've tasted enough, taste some more and then taste some more after that and keep doing it blind, refine your palate, figure out where you're dialed in. Well, it's, it's like Dan said too, though, you know, it's understanding who you're talking to and where their preferences are. And the more you talk to them, the better understanding you get. I mean, we could all have three things and I'll have three different opinions, but from drinking other things and, and, you know, kind of compiling that all together, you can really grasp the, all right, I see what he's getting in this note. I know that's something he goes for, something he doesn't like, or inversely, I know that's something that I like and they don't, and, you know, damn squeaks. Yeah. But you know, we get that too, from, you know, folks in messages like, Hey, you know, you seem to really like this. I've had this that I liked as well. Or, you know, I didn't like this, et cetera. And there's no wrong or right. As long as you're having a good time, who cares? But getting to that point of where you can understand and, and kind of find, you know, some form of, you know, synergy and, and whatnot of where people's palates are, that's where you can really just have endless conversation. Well, we talk about the fact that there are, and I think it's somewhat of the, the wine culture seeping into the bourbon culture of tasting notes and we prefer simplistic tasting notes. I'm not going to sit there and analyze a bourbon for an hour and a half to see if it's got, you know, hint of chamomile. I'm just not. But at the same time, if somebody has a much simpler profile, it's oaky, it's sweet, it's fruit, it's floral. I get orange, you know, hints. You know, go f- as far as anise or something like that, but you're... But go for what's relatable that is old factory memory. (laughs) Right. Well, the intangibles, like, they're there. If it's a bourbon, it's going to have these core elements, or I hope it does. (laughs) It's always going to have caramel, vanilla. If it's a rye, it's got these core elements, or you hope it does. But, you know, to me, it's almost, it's not necessarily sometimes what you say about it. It's what you don't say about it, or you say isn't there that can really define it and make it stand out more as a product. Right. And we know of numerous occasions where we hear of people that are going to pick at Four Roses. I only want an OBSV. I only want an OESQ. And I just, it makes me cringe a little bit because I'm like, you found something that you like, but you've got to branch out. You, you have no idea what kind of runs are going on with the OESV or the, Oh, well, yes, they're, F. they're not even the same. They're not even the same. No, <laughs> I mean, <you're> right. <laughs> but is it, you know, is it a JW run right now that's hot? Is it the LE run that's hot? But it's not even just the recipe. It's like, bring me out stuff and I'm going to pick the best barrel. I don't want to go there and put myself in a box before I even know that, like, I could have the best barrel there and it's a Q. And yep. personally, I love a lot of cues, but cues are a crapshoot. Yep. So when you're getting it, it's either going to be really good or it's going to be, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of which, real quick, just a shout out to 5280 Whiskey Society or 5280 Whiskey Society or our buddy Nate. This I'm Your Huckleberry OBSV is incredible. It is very good. It's my side pour right now. The, the, the F's even better. That's why I didn't bring it for you. Oh. Who's who's holding out on people now there, Dan? But no, um, you, you know, Dan and I did the pick together last summer, Four Roses, and we tracked down the, the other, you know, number two and three barrels from that and have bottles from it. And 
I think it's an easy consensus to say it's a day of the week kind of thing. Yeah. As far as which of those three you would pick as being the best, it's just like they all have their own merits, and I'm not disappointed in what we picked, but at the same time, I can easily say any of these three, if you poured them, they're going to beat a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, hands down. And it's and, a testimony to all that Mandy and uh, Brent are doing at Four Roses. I mean, it's just it's a great experience. It's a great opportunity to really get into all that's going on as far as figuring out those runs that are hot. We've been riding this Four Roses train, guys, and I think it's time we jump in and, and actually talk about this new product that Four Roses put out. It is the first new product that Four Roses has put out in a very, very, very long time. It is Four Roses Small Batch Select. It's 104 proof, 52% ABV. It is a mix of six and seven year bourbons. Contained within this is a blend of OBSV, OBSK, OBSF, OESV, OESK, and OESF. And it comes in at $60 to $70. So, Dan, you are the guest. What do you think about this one? Well, this is actually the first time I've had it. Really? Yeah. And uh, I would be remiss to say it was not that good. I, I think it's actually incredible. For sixty to seventy dollars, uh, one hundred and four proof. The the flavor and spices on the back end it has a nice mouthfeel. It's a good coating. The only slight would be that the finish seems a little bit suppressed. Otherwise, I think that just comes from the fact that we've enjoyed the single barrel selections that are coming in at uh, barrel proof, cast strength, for so long that that finish usually has a little more of a pop. Zeke. What about you? Hmm. I'm a bit torn here. The nose, uh, I really, really like. It's very vibrant and floral. It yields hints that there is some spice involved. And then a little bit behind that, at least to me, I get a little bit of the, um, like a, a, a creosote railroad tie, which isn't the best visual image, but... <laughs> Like smelling that, I, I swear, I in four roses. I, Wait, how many railroad ties have you smelled in your lifetime? I grew up in Podunk, Georgia. I walked railroad tracks and rails when I was a kid. You get down there and sniff them? When it's about 100 degrees and 90% humidity, you can't help but smell it. All right. I'm, I'm taking the word you, for it. I, I grew up next to a train track. I'm well, you could actually, I mean, in creosote-soaked uh, fence posts, when they used to still do that, that... You could, in a hot summer day, you can smell that. My, my mindset just, that's what it pulls up. I, I don't know. So I mean, it's more of a floral creosote. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not saying in a negative way. It's just what I get of, no, I it, guess, traditional four roses. Yeah. Um, it, it's where I, I tend to go with that more times than not. Taste-wise, it, it is very bold and spicy. Somewhere mid to back of my palate, it just kicks me in a weird way. Almost to the point that uh, the, the rye kicks up so much, I, I almost kind of pucker and parch up a little bit. I don't know why. It's not that high proof. I'm 99% sure at this point I've had at least all 10 recipes more than once or twice, and none of them have quite gave me that feel. But something intangible there just kind of kicks me on the back end that is off-putting to me, and I, I, I can't put my finger on it, but it, it's there. 
Well, for me, I said the nose, the floral is very predominant. I don't really have a lot of notes on the nose other than just it's floral. The taste, I still got that floral aspect of it, vanilla, caramel. There wasn't as much bite as I thought on this one. And I think it's because, as Dan was bringing up, a lot of times when we're drinking Four Roses, we're having something that's 115 proof or higher. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't have as much bite as you would have in like a Four Roses pick. But one of the things I love about Four Roses blends, and this is more, if if you think about Four Roses MO, the single barrels are a lot of times over 110, 115 proof. And it is the small batches that are actually more in that 100 to 110 range. And this falls into that. And, and like those limited edition small batches, I just love the clashing of flavors in this one. And that's yeah. the best way to describe it. I'm not going to go through and name each one one by one, but there's just a lot. You'll have one sip and get one thing. You'll have another sip and get something else. It's it's like Game of Thrones in your mouth. Like There's a different battle every time, mm-hmm. and a different side comes out on top. When it comes to the finish, I said floral, spice, nice tingle, it's like eating spicy pop rocks. It's like my mouth was popping with with all the tingling. I really like this one. I, I you know, Me for too. sixty seventy bucks, it's it's the price of a store pick, mm-hmm. and I love just the different flavors you get on it. I think it's very approachable. There's a lot of people that are not always like us that are jumping for those four roses picks if they're at 126 proof. This is something that a lot of people can get on board with. And we have to remember just as a bourbon community that not everybody is a super uber bourbon dork and people just want a nice pour that they don't have to water down that they can just put in the glass and have as is. And I think this checks all the boxes there, and I got a shit ton of flavor on it. I'm even more confused now, considering I got a ton of spice and you didn't. What was the pick that we had that Bryant sent us that was the inverse? Well, and we had another one like that. <laughs> we had a, well, we'll stick to Four Roses. Though. But we had another one of a Russell's Reserve where we did the same thing, where you, know, you and I were yin and yang, and I think our palates are just opposite. I can't remember the recipe, though, can you? Um I'm just wondering if there's something in the blend. No, it was a Morgan L's pick. Yeah, I knew that. Morgan L's yeah. But literally John said it was so hot he couldn't stand it. I'm like, no heat here at all. This is beautiful. Yeah. But then as we were going <laughs> through. Tonight. <laughs> now, we were all Switching. tasting. Dan was a part of this. We were all tasting some Russell's Reserve over the weekend. And there's one that Zeke said, this was hot as hell. And I said, no, it wasn't. And we had the exact opposite. It's the beauty of the maturation of the palate. Oh, That's I the way, love it. only way I know to look at it. I mean, it's. I and call it's, it lack thereof. Zeke's, <laughs> Zeke's palate is still in kindergarten. <laughs> Man, if I could have nap time and ride a big wheel every day for the rest of my life, I wouldn't complain. I will tell you, we just got Sophia a big wheel, and it's freaking awesome. Do they really still make those? Yes. Sorry wow. for the dad segment, but I actually had this conversation well, two weeks dad. ago, and I was like, yeah. well, I meant for the people listening. Like, this I'll send you a picture. We just got Sophia like a big wheel. Where you like, get the big wheel. And you have to pedal it to get anywhere. It's not like these little, like... Well, that's the problem we're having with her is, like, well, that, we're really good like the tra- on the downhill. It's not like hard plastic wheel that yeah. slips and But it's not like the trainer bikes where you can still kind of roll or putter your feet around. Like, right. if you're on a big wheel, 
pedal bud or your ass ain't going nowhere. Yeah. It's one of those, you know, shit or get off the pot moments at a tender age. Oh, we used to ride them down a hill in the cul-de-sac. Yeah. Heck yeah. And then down the driveway and then hit the railroad ties. Maybe they were creosote. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then we would just see where we ended up. I mean, it was a, a good 30-foot drop at an angle. But we did it. We did that over and over again. We destroyed so many big wheels, it was ridiculous. Well, my driveway, luckily growing up, my driveway had an incline down if you started at the end of the driveway and go yep. down. So we would always start up by the road, and I had a long driveway growing up. We would mm-hmm. just ride all sorts of stuff down that thing. Skateboards, scooters, big wheels, whatever it was. I we were, we were going to insert the skater die in there. Skater die. Yeah. We had a similar experience once, or not we, but a friend of mine at the bachelor party involved a very steep grade hill and northeast georgia and at the bottom was a grill and that's where the big wheel was headed <laughs> and you matter the wedding was like the weekend after the bachelor party so we had to dive and knock somebody over to keep them from hitting a grill <laughs> i'll yeah. leave it at that there's the bail moments if you don't if you're not thinking you gotta bail you see deer in the headlights and he's heading toward the grill and you're like i'm not getting married but you are <laughs> <laughs> so dan end of the day what do you think buy bar pass on this it's definitely a buy in my opinion zeke what are you there's something on the back end that just does not g and ha with me for lack of better words but it it puckers me up and it is what it is i don't know it's somewhere between the the v and the k not getting along i feel like f's are pretty subtle for the most part on the finish at least there's not a big bite to them but but honestly it tightens the 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 back of the throat up and i have trouble with it can't win them all i'm a buy on this one (laughs) this is my second bottle so yeah that's good i'm a buy dan where can the folks find you if, if they're looking to find you? Uh, currently, we're on Instagram, Bearded Dram. Love for people to reach out. I actually have it locked because I have, there's so much riffraff on Instagram. But just send me a request. I'll let you in. I'd love to have a conversation with you. Love sharing what we're doing with uh, the barrel picks with Barrels and Brews. Follow Barrels and Brews, uh, Carruthers Wine and Spirits for now. We're building both of those stores up uh, in two different angles. I don't think you'll be disappointed with whatever you get, any of the notifications. Some really good guys with a lot of really good opportunities for the future. Yeah, Justin James over at Barrels and Brews, Jake over at Carruthers. There's going to be a lot of good stuff going on. I think, is Matt helping? Matt's over there, Jake and Matt running that show. It's just some of the best guys I've known for a long time spearheading these events and these these businesses and it's it's really impressing me what opportunities they have in front of them absolutely agree and and we will be following them go ahead and follow us on facebook at dad's drinking bourbon twitter at bourbon dads instagram at dad's drinking bourbon please find us on your favorite podcast app we figure you already have leave us an open and honest review just like we leave open and honest reviews for the bourbon we have I will mention that the bourbon that we had today was purchased by ourselves. However, anytime something is sent to us, that does not affect how we review it. We are always open and honest with everything we do. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? They can find me in liquor stores looking for the three different (laughs) batches of 2017 and 2018 Elijah Craig Barrel Proof (laughs) for a blend because I'm going to do that like tomorrow. Nice. Um, but once I complete that quest, you can find me in Nashville. Thanks. Our door's always open. Cheers. Cheers. Ciao.